Go. Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, we are bringing you some more off-season observations with the NFC South. And we'll begin with the Falcons. Quick recap for the season. Their record, 4-12. Not very exciting. But they're not the worst team. They mustered up a few wins. That's true, but they did choke a lot. They did. <laughs> not gonna lie, they did choke a lot. But they did have some players that outperformed pretty well. I'm gonna start by talking about Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's Their also on my list. Team. He's on your list. He as he should be. 1300 yards, nine touchdowns. He averaged over 90 yards per game, which is pretty insane. Not gonna lie. He was a force in fantasy too. Yeah, I agree. I think people got a lot of value in Calvin Ridley. Now, whether or not that's partially because of Julio Jones not being on the field, who knows? But I feel like, but what makes me impressed about Calvin Ridley is that he was able to step up as the true number one wide receiver Mm -hmm. and be good. Unlike some other people like Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe that's a scheme issue. I don't know, but we'll obviously talk about that in another episode. He's distracted from football. He's got other things. (laughs) Yeah. And a couple other players that I had that outperformed Grady Jarrett. Oh, defensive lineman. D line. Yeah. D line. 52 tackles, eight tackles for loss, 21 QB hits. He knew how to disrupt the, the playmakers. He was a run stopper. And I feel like he's a little underrated in this league. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised you actually found a specific player on that defense. That defense was not, it was not hot. Wow. You know, I'm going to surprise you with another one. Go ahead. Have you heard of Michael Walker? No, I have not. He's a coverage linebacker. Okay. And the reason why I put him on my list, did you know that he had the best rating in terms of coverage from PFF for all linebackers? I did not know. Wait, yeah, did he like, play like all 16 games and like every he snap? He did try his best, yeah. Holy. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I've never heard of him. Have you yeah. heard of him before you started no. looking up the, the Atlanta de- Falcons defense? No, I've never heard of him, but apparently he's like a really sneaky good player. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why he's on my list. Yeah. Another guy got on my list going down that same Calvin Ridley route is Russell Gage. He also stepped up in the absence of Julio Jones, 72 receptions, like almost 800 yards. Almost put up a sneaky. thousand yard season. Yeah. <laughs> very sneaky. Okay. Like I, I'm actually very impressed. Like, Without Julio Jones, like they're able to put it together. They're wide receivers. That's true, especially because like I feel like every time I watched the Falcons play, they had another wide receiver. Whether yeah. it's been like Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, or my favorite, um, Mr. Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus. I'll talk about him later. Please, please do. I thought he was pretty good. I trust you but on that. Players that were not very good. I'm going to start off. Go ahead. With someone I thought would do really well. It's Todd Gurley. Yes. He's number one on my list. Number uh, As he should as well. <laughs> now, let me give you numbers. I'm going to just one, four, nine. Do you know what that is? Oh, okay, 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 okay. One, four, nine. No, I'm gonna botch it. Go for it. Oh, actually, let me let, let me test this. One reception on four targets, nine yards. Rushing attempts in the last three games. That that 
I'm actually in shock. I, I had nothing to, to say to that because I had to process that in my mind a little bit. No, it's okay. Yeah. That's their he, number one running back. He was. You know, how bad do you got I I'm a hump. How bad you gotta be to get outplayed by Brian Hill? Not bashing on Brian, Brian Hill. Hill before yeah. the season. Yeah. Like, and was he a true fantasy asset either? Not really, because he only got 60 yards per game. But he he beat Todd Gurley, who only averaged forty five yards per game, only three point five yards per attempt. I mean, Todd Gurley using... had the touchdowns; he had nine. That's true. That's it was true. just he couldn't do anything on his like almost two hundred carries that he got. He got six hundred and seventy eight yards off of almost two hundred carries. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, this is not the Todd Gurley that. I grew up watching that you grew up watching and you know maybe um I don't know Brian if we grew Hill. up watching that Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley was only good for like maybe a year or two max until like you know arthritis or whatever hit his knee. Oh yeah, when arthritis hit his knee. That's true. And going back to the whole Brian Hill thing, um, you know, maybe Todd Gurley was like a, a Dan Quinn player. We we will never know with why they kind of switched running backs, but yeah, we don't. Know. I just hope I just hope Todd Gurley finds a new home and they use him well, or if he can stay healthy, actually yeah. healthy. He just doesn't look that explosive anymore, and it kind of explains that's why he's on the Falcons and not with the Rams still. It's because there were issues with him, not his oh. personality or anything. It was just his performance on the field and his body and everything. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, any other players? Another guy I had was Matt Ryan. Me I don't too. know. Oh, you had him too? Okay. Because yeah. this one I feel like is a little controversial maybe because if you look at the stat line, it's not the most horrendous stat line out there. It's 4,500 yards, 26 TDs to 11 interceptions. It's not bad of a season, but it's like you expected more out of this guy. I totally agree with you. And – you know, getting a little bit ahead of myself, I feel like he is at this point in his career where he can be a very good bridge quarterback yeah. to whoever they bring in. That's rough. Yeah, <laughs> you just ruined this man's career with one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not clutch anymore. Or if he ever was, like, you know, 26 touchdowns, like, okay, that's modest, but 11 interceptions... Okay, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but are you saying that they should get rid of him or just draft a new guy or just get a new guy? Like, actually let him, his career go to waste. (laughs) I think you draft a new guy, let him sit. I mean, I I think I talked about this later. Let him sit, um, let that that rookie sit for a bit and maybe treat it like Tua. But, I mean, going back to Matt Ryan's performance altogether – a lot of his stats are very bloated because this defense sucks. Yes. So they had to pass the ball a lot, which is why Matt Ryan has so many yards. Okay. So how about this? What if, okay, we all know it's not, not if, what if I told you the new coach is Arthur Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Old off, offensive coordinator for the Titans. Um, he kind of revived Ryan Tannehill's career, I, I would say. You think he can do the same with Matt Ryan? My question for you is, can Zach Wilson fill in for Ryan Tannehill? Well, obviously he can, but 
I feel like you're also throwing Zach Wilson into a little dumpster fire because that defense is not really there. But counter argument, you do what Miami did. You start Matt Ryan. You start seeing some glimpses of 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Pull the plug. <laughs> uh, and, and then how did that work out? I think Tua was a bit robbed, but you also need to know that Tua was not even one year removed from his injury that was potentially career-ending. Very true. Very true. I was just going off reports that he said it was fine, so I trusted him, you know? True. You know who else said they were fine? Aaron Hernandez and Antonio Brown. Relax. Hey, hey, actually, (laughs) I I will be Antonio Brown's lawyer. He won a Super Bowl. Okay. He also broke someone's mailbox. Okay, yes, despite all that, he won a Super Bowl. He broke someone's he, he, found himself... <laughs> he ended up in the Super Bowl. He made a catch and he won. He did better than Chris Godwin in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know what's the difference? Chris Godwin's neighbors still have money. Okay, all right, all right. All right, you can't drop the mailbox, all right? <laughs> Maybe on. the mailbox or something else, but we can't talk about the other things he's done. <laughs> Oh, looking ahead, I mean, whether or not this high coach was fired, we alluded to that. Um, we talked yeah. about Dan Quinn. Some notable injuries, Julio Jones, yeah, Demonte Casey, and then, you know, Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Zacchaeus. Who, who, okay, who is this Zacchaeus you keep mentioning? <laughs> Did he pay you? Zacchaeus. <laughs> to he say his name like three. five times? He was number three. I know, right? He should sponsor this. We just like him. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to climb the depth chart. But he we're was trying like to get no. You're trying to get a note. He showed some flashes. I don't want to reach and say I prefer him over Russell Gage, but he's like a he's a good safety blanket number three wide receiver. Like okay, he was pretty okay. good. Yeah, I honestly don't know about him because I saw Russell Gage, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is understandable. But yeah, um, looking ahead, positions of need. First one on my list. Well, I have a couple. I had cornerback quarterback and edge rusher i just had qb and corner but edge is a nice one uh for corners dead last in passing yards allowed per game they were horrendous on the perimeter horrible so they definitely need some corners and i think for qb i had some a little bit different i had a backup qb because i believe that they're going to roll with matt ryan for at least one year with the new coach coming in and matt schaub is retiring so then i had a backup qb there but Thank God Matt Schaub is retiring. I remember when he played for the Raiders. Jesus Christ. Remember when he was good with the Texans? Anyways, we don't even talk about the Texans here anymore. Players that are leaving in free agency. We have Todd Gurley, who during his prove-it year did not prove it. But anyways, Mm -hmm. there's DeMonte Casey, their safety. They have Alex Mack, their center. Keanu Neal's hitting the open market, apparently. And Young Haiku. Our Asian superstar, yes. Young Hoku, man, my guy. I he 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 kind of he's crazy because the thing is, I remember he was on the Chargers, and then no one yeah. cared, and then he came to the Falcons, did great, and now everyone knows about him, and there's memes about him everywhere. I love it. I love, I love it too. I hope they re-sign him. But mm-hmm. other players, I think they should pick up Matt Judon at a discount. I feel like every time I drop his name, I'm going to mention that last part at a discount, discount because he doesn't yeah. deserve the money that he's asking. But Dupree, mm-hmm. 
and maybe even Leonard Williams. Yeah, I had uh, some corner help. Like, okay, because they are 31 mil over the cap. So I put up some names like Bashad Breland from the Chiefs, you know, like cheaper guys that could potentially come in. And that then game age well. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> People get him at a discount for sure now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Corey Lindsley from the Packers to replace Alex Mack. But he was ranked second in PFF's like pass blocking efficiency. So he might be a little expensive. I don't know if they can afford him, but that'd be nice for them. That's true. And in the draft, uh, they pick at fourth. So who should they pick up? All right. So I have three big names. And then I also had a little extra, but we'll go down the list. If they want to attack QB, they got Zach Wilson. Be that Ryan Tannehill at four. He reminds me of Sam Darnold, but more talented in my opinion. Athletic, makes the plays. And I feel like he also got that Baker attitude and a Sam Donald body. Maybe it's that um that headband that he wears all the time. <laughs> but I like it. Now, if they want to attack the defense, they got Patrick Sertain, great boundary corner, size mm-hmm. of a cornerback that you like. The only problem is that speed is a big question for him, but I feel like he'd be really good with A.J. Terrell on the other side. Yes. And pass rush, Micah Parsons. Great yeah. pass rusher, dynamic blitzer, should be off the board early fear aggressive and should go to a team that blitzes a lot and also my little bonus pick in the second round if they still pick at fourth is a running back to replace Gurley. yeah i agree with those picks yeah the only other guy i had extra in there was i was thinking maybe kyle pitts I really like him. So I, I was thinking you roll with Matt Ryan. You have the receivers already. Now you have that missing middle of the field threat. And now you actually give Matt Ryan some weapons to use. And if he still can't do it, then you draft a quarterback or you get another quarterback. And you, it's like a plug and play thing because they have players already. If they were to draft that running back in the second round, like you said, too, you just plug in a quarterback and you're good to go. Don't mean to spoil much, but I actually have another team here in the nfc south i think should draft kyle pitts but we'll talk about them in the near future but will this team make the playoffs i have a answer and i don't think it's that hard either uh it's gonna be a no for me it's no for me moving on to the carolina panthers who did a lot better than the falcons just kidding they only went five and eleven oh well one game every game counts man i mean they got pushed up like what like four draft spots so who really won here you're very right. It's it's team morale. No one plays to tank. Okay, Ronaldo. Please. That's true. That is true. And yeah, some of these players. Oh yeah. What's up? Oh no, I was just gonna get started with players that outperformed. But I think that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I have three on my list, just really broad, really quick. Brian Burns, Robbie okay. Anderson out of nowhere when I thought DJ Moore was gonna do well. <laughs> Jeremy Chin. Okay. I got Mike Davis and I got Robbie Anderson. I like that uh, Mike Davis pick. Yeah, Mike Davis saved my fantasy season and won me the championship, I think, because he filled in for CMC just fine. He wasn't spectacular, but I feel like he did a nice job running and catching. Like, the yards, like, I mean, the stats won't tell you that because he only had, like, 642 rushing yards, but he had some TDs. He He filled in just fine. And then moving on, I got Robbie Anderson, like you said earlier. He, um, 95 receptions for like a thousand plus yards. That's like his best season yet. But then, I mean, he also was targeted 136 times, which is his career high. So, I mean, he's also getting the opportunities. Yeah. 
Robbie Anderson and Matt Rule, I mean, they played together in Temple. Mm-hmm. That was his yeah. coach in college. So maybe that was that connection, which I don't know if you had any other players that outperformed, but leads into my segue for underperforming players. And one of them is DJ Moore. Yes, yes, I, I got him too. Now, I know this is very similar to Matt Ryan. The stats don't show everything. Mm-hmm. He had drop issues. He was yes. inconsistent. The numbers were quote-unquote good, but they weren't great. And then I feel like a question that the Panthers should ask is that, is he really the player you drafted in the first round that you thought you got? And I think that's you know, a good question. Is it because of Teddy Bridgewater? Who knows necessarily? But I thought Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater fit the scheme well for DJ Moore to feast, and somehow Robbie Anderson did better. Yeah, um, and that leads me into the other player that underperformed for me was Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, 15, oh, I mean, what, what did we say earlier? We said 11 interceptions was bad. Well, this guy threw 11 interceptions, and but 15 TDs. Like, was he trying to be Jameis Winston over here? Like, like or half of Jameis Winston, you know, 15 TDs for 15 interceptions? Because he got real damn close. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a starter in the league i feel if only there was a 1.5 quarterback you know he's like that Taysom hill guy that you can put him from like time to time i feel like like he's a quality backup like he's what you wish a, every backup quarterback was exactly and then he he got his shot but i i, w- I wouldn't say he blew it he did fine but i don't think that should be their quarterback going forward I agree with you. And just one last point for me, for players that underperformed was the defensive line as a whole, notably Derek Brown and Uter Gross Matos combined, yeah. combined four and a half sacks, 50 tackles, 10 tackles for loss and 15 cornerback hits. Derek now, Brown I know was more like a than, top 10 pick too. I yeah. Think. Yeah, he was. Now I know that this is probably more than what the Raiders had, but Relax. still, but <laughs> still this was not great for them, but pivoting on, towards notable injuries, which Ryan, you talked about as well. Christian Y'all McCaffrey. Know. Yeah. And I also had Russell Okun. Oh yeah. That, that tackle spot. And I think that will lead us kind of into positions of need because I don't think Russell Okun is the answer. He's kind of aging in his career. So I, I think that's another position of need if we're going to look uh, ahead a little bit and whether or not the head coach was fired. Uh, no, I think it was Matt rules first season. So I don't think there's any way he's going to get fired, but Matt rule did not really rule in his first season. <laughs> he didn't do he that. Did all right. I thought he did all right. He did all right. But that's, I wouldn't say that's like good though, in, but enough to get another year. So here's my question for you. I know we're, we're going to run out of time, but so DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, both went at over a thousand yards. Is it because of Matt Rule or Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> All right. You put me in a spot here after I just shat on Teddy Bridgewater. So it's Matt Rule. Nice. Cool. Positions okay. of need. Um, Ryan talked about looking as we look ahead, Ryan talked about the offensive line. I also have QB, cornerback, mm-hmm. tight end, and defensive line. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe linebacker too. I don't think any of their linebackers stood out, like Tahir Whitehead, Shaq Thompson. I don't think they did back. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wait. Tahir Whitehead's just not good. <laughs> I know, I heard this nicker and it just threw me off. Like, he's just not good. 
Yeah, he. I, I know he was on the Raiders. That's why he was. He like the worst linebacker. So, yes, in yes. The league. Yeah, we probably still have the worst linebackers in the league, but don't worry about it. We're not talking about them just yet. Yeah, and I also had uh, tight end and QB just to follow with you. Um, in free agency, uh, we're looking at uh, eleven million dollars in cap space. Players that are leaving: Russell Okun, Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, and. Do you have any other names that are going to leave? Taylor Moten. Who? Their other tackle. Oh, the other tackle. Okay. Yes. So they got no one to protect their QB of the future question mark, which is why I think if they have the money, they should go after Trent Williams. Yeah, I got that too. And another name I got was Hassan Reddick. Linebacker, reunite him with Matt Rule, and he'll be a major upgrade over to here, Whitehead. You can do your snicker. You know, and, and Shaq Thompson. I mean, Hassan Reddick had his best season as a pro, 12.5 sacks. That is true. I kind of li- I like Hassan Reddick coming from someone who likes a team in the NFC West. But we'll talk about that in the near future. Now, any other players that you want to talk about or else we're going to hop straight into the draft? I think that's it. Let's hop into the draft. They pick at number eight. And I talked about this player already. One of them is Micah Parsons. Again, good blitzer. Mm-hmm. At eight. Who knows if Justin Fields is there? Ah, I would. Yeah. I think you would take him. He's like a better Teddy in my mind. In my mind, right? He's an, like regardless. I know that he needs some work, but I feel like he's an upgrade to Teddy Bridgewater. And if they need an offensive tackle, there's Rashawn Slater, who I think, in my opinion, is the most polished offensive tackle. Okay. Um, he is the most NFL ready. I His see. footwork is amazing, and we'll talk about another offensive tackle. But later on, but I don't think he is, he has the most potential, but I don't think he is NFL ready. I see. Okay. I mean, I, I, I also have another pick. I've said his name before, but I think it's going to be an irresponsible pick if they do it. But just imagine Kyle Pitts on a team with CMC. Like, it's just going to be amazing. But then the problem is, is that I'm pegging Kyle Pitts to teams that don't have a reliable QB. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So will the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs in 2021? No. There's still got, a no. work in progress team. Yep. I, I'm right with you on that. So moving on, we have the New Orleans Saints. Quick recap of their season. They actually won the division at 12 and 4, but to no avail because they ultimately lost to the Bucs in the in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think the better team won, and I mean we'll talk about that later, but they still had – I feel like this team is, is in need of a rebuild. Unfortunately, part of that's because of their cap issue. Yes. But they still have a lot of good pieces that are still there and under contract. They do, but I also feel like they made some questionable moves in the past. Like I think one that we kind of talk about quite a lot is when they traded up for Marcus Davenport. Mm. It's like – where where is that where is he you know Mm -hmm. but i think that leads us pretty good into players who outperformed the one guy i have trey hendrickson nice he for real outperformed like i didn't even know who he was like i think that was who they wanted marcus davenport to be Mm -hmm. i agree 13.5 sacks yeah eric armstead type of year as i say every time i talk about this man a man will get paid just a matter of who now another player that came out of that draft if i'm not mistaken alvin kamara yes 
who I think outperformed, even though it's expected for him to do what he did. I mean, still can't deny the what six touchdown performance that he had. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal player. He deserved the contract that he got over 1500 yards from scrimmage. He's great. And he can't do that without his offensive line help. And I've also put Cesar Ruiz, the oh, rookie yeah. that they drafted. He's good. Like he's a good the rookie guard, offensive right? line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Now I know he still has a lot to learn, but I mean, like, I feel like that the offensive line in general is like underappreciated in this league. Like it's really good. Yeah. Another guy I had was also Taysom Hill. Like we kind of know what we're going to get from Taysom Hill because of like the previous years, but I think he filled in pretty well as a starting quarterback for Drew Brees when he was out. So I, I, I got him as a player who outperformed. Is that it for you? Yeah. And that actually segues really well to players that underperformed, which is the quarterback that Taysom Hill was backing up for Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. We talked about his regression and it showed throughout the playoffs. I don't want to. I don't want to be here kicking a dead horse because we've talked about Drew Brees throughout the playoffs. All I'm going to say is thank you for your service, sir. I appreciate you, and the Saints appreciate you for taking a pay cut. <laughs> hey, no knock to Drew Brees though. He actually finished, or I think he's retired now. He finished with NFL records, man. Most career passing yards, TD passes, completions. Like the only guy right behind him in, in these three categories is our man Tom Brady. But the difference is he can still play. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) Very very true, very true. Another guy I had that underperformed, I think we all know, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Thomas. He played in nine games, including the playoffs, and he got one touchdown. This guy was drafted as the first wide receiver in virtually all NFL drafts. And this is what we got from him. I mean... He was injured a little bit, but he basically put up rookie numbers, 40 catches for 438 yards. If you didn't know it was Michael Thomas and you saw that stat line, you'd be like, oh, this guy's a rookie. The only bullet point I have for Michael Thomas is I don't want to talk about him. All right, so we'll moving on. The, we'll talk about another player <laughs> that I love talking about. Jared Cook. Ah. What yeah. were the Saints thinking? I don't get why this guy gets overhyped in the NFL community. People like talking about Jared Cook. I know him as brick, brick hand man, but he can't catch the ball. He can barely block half the time. Like he's in there for pass catching rules and he can't do it well, which completely defeats his purpose. Money thrown to someone very underwhelming. 7.5 million. Like A what year. the heck? Yeah. Now, after Jimmy Graham, who have they trusted at tight end? I'm going to give you the list right now. It's Jared Cook. I like they did better last time. Kobe Fleener was the man before him. Oh, yeah. They need help. But we'll talk they, about that later. They do. Yeah. Um, I think the other one I have is Emmanuel Sanders. I know he was signed to be a number two guy. Michael Thomas didn't play. Next man up really was not the next man up. Alvin Kamara was the leading receiver for this team, not Emmanuel Sanders. So I, I think his season was bad. 61 receptions for 726 yards. It's, it's bad, but the, I don't know. This is another one where it's kind of like he's almost had 1,000 yards. So if you just check the stat line, then it's like, wow. But then if you watch him, it's like, eh, no impact. No, I, I feel with you. He wasn't a dynamic playmaker that we've known for a while. Yeah. Especially when he was on Denver when he was healthy. But yeah. True. Uh, moving on to uh, notable injuries. Who do you got? 
Drew Brees throughout the season, Quan yeah. Alexander, and Michael Thomas because he was hurt. Yeah, but the Quan Alexander one came at the end of the season, though, right? Like week sixteen mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Just just double checking on that one. And then uh, Sean Payton's still there. He's not fired. I mean, he's been there for so long. Like, I still remember like the bounty scandal, dude. Oh yeah, that was like. Can you believe that was ten years ago? Almost ten Almost. years ago. Yeah. 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 That's how long he's been there, and he's staying there. So positions of need. Looking ahead, uh, I got QB. Drew Brees is retiring. I think that's their biggest one because without a quarterback, you can't play the game. Very true. I also have QB. I have tight end, and I also have linebacker. And it's interesting that you bring that up because players that are leaving: Jared Cook, Sheldon Rankins, mm-hmm. Trey Hendrickson, which we talked about a lot. Yeah, and Jameis Winston. And, and Jameis too. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, before we start looking at this 74 million over the cap, worst cap situation in the league. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to say who they're going to get. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Jameis Winston, he did better this year than he did last year. Zero interceptions. He might be, could he be the guy or is it going to be Taysom Hill or is it going to be someone else? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. So for players that um, this team should pick up, I think they should just start by re-signing Trey Hendrickson. You know, keep mm-hmm. keep keep him on your your line. Another one. This is like more of a like cap saving for me is Mark Ingram. Cut Latavius Murray. You get a cheaper guy, same age, both thirty one. Bring him back. Bring him back. Yeah. Run it back. I like that. I like that. Um cheap pass rushing off um players that i had because i don't think they can re-sign trey hendrickson after that season <laughs> bruce irvin sheldon rankings and tyson alualu from the steelers defensive lineman oh alualu yeah yeah alu yeah. alu yeah, yeah. Alu, alu. yeah. um but one place they can look for for talent is the nfl draft where they pick 28th now, something spicy that I think they should do. I think they're only one quarterback away from being successful. We're on the right track here, yeah. I think, again, outside of outside of Michael Thomas, who do they have? Alvin Kamara, that's it. I think they should trade up for Kyle Pitts. You think they should? Oh, trade up for Kyle Pitts, I see. Get I had a different Kyle. Oh, Kyle Trask. I had Kyle Trask, but finish your sentence. I think they should get the guaranteed playmaker so they don't have to rely on Slant Boy all the time. Will Slant Boy be back? That, that's the other question, I think, for this team. I think he will be back, but there's definitely some controversy there. Oh, I agree. So I think if Kyle, Kyle Pitts, uh, I think we're just slotting him to different teams, but definitely he will be their solution at tight end because Kobe Fleener wasn't and Jared Cook can now be gone. But if they do that, who's their QB? I feel like they, I said that they could trade for someone, but. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. I just said Kyle Trask. I, I just put a QB there. I would have said like Mac Jones. I like I Mac Jones better, too. but I don't know if he'll slip that far. So I think Kyle Trask might be there. And that's what I got. I mean, his stat line is I think he, he had a decent season. He threw for almost 500 yards against Georgia. He's more of a pocket passer guy, not as mobile as others, but he has a powerful arm, and that's something Drew Brees did not have. And he's big, 6'5". True. I really like Mac Jones, and I really wanted to put him here 
at 28, but I think him playing like for the senior bowl boosted his stock too much to where he won't fall here anymore. Or would they trade up for him? Do you like Mac Jones? Cause he's built like Tom Brady when he came out. Yeah. Yeah. The memories, right? The just memories. Giving you some flashbacks. Yeah. You said Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll talk about that right now, but will this team make the playoffs? Uh, depends on who the QB is. That's what I got. I said hot take now. Hot take? No, I, I agree. Uh, that is true because considering the, the division that they're in, they're probably not going to win it next year. And I don't know if they can secure a wild card. So I, I can roll with that. agree with you. Mac Jones, Tom Brady, TB12, TB, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. See what I did there? Uh, I saw what you did there. Tampa Bay. Tampa actually. Bay. The best team in the NFL. Now, their record doesn't say that, 11-5. and five. Yeah. But I guess they had an okay year, huh? They, they did. I, uh, I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl, but no time for that right now. But Tom Brady, he showed he's not a system QB. Sir. Their record, 11-5, and five, but they made it all the way to the end and won the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So players that I got that outperformed – starts with tom brady no father time for him you know he won the super bowl <laughs> well what else can you say run it back another year you think so 100 percent. 100 all right another guy i got i don't know i think this might be a hot take rob gronkowski i people are like he's slow and all that you know like oh he can't run he retired but i think they tricked us all he's not bad he got two tds in the super bowl he looked good. Yeah. More TDs than Travis Kelsey. True, true. Did you have any other players? Because I had one player or players. Uh, I got I got two more. I got Devin White and Scotty Miller. Who do you got? I have a bullet point that says the whole defense. Ah, yeah. They shined. Think, and like no one ex- like no one expected that. Like that they were the team, like that really good defense that we didn't see coming. Like, remember Jacksonville was that team before, like Chicago after they signed Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Like, Tampa Bay was the scary defense, number one rush defense, playmakers across the board, Kill Barrett, which we talk about a lot, Devin White, which we talk about a lot, my man, Vita Vea mm-hmm. from Melpitas High School. He, he used to be running back. that much. Yeah, but he 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 still disrupted. He did, yeah. Like every time I saw his long his long hair, chasing after Patrick Mahomes, love it. You <laughs> no, love no. to see. The, the only play I remember though was I think Patrick Mahomes rolled out to the left. Vita Vea missed him, and it just looked like Vita Vea just stopped. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not catching up to that guy." <laughs> I remember that as well. But yeah, Vita Vea. I I think he's underappreciated in the league. He was a first round pick, but I feel like. He, he gets the job done with what you drafted him for. Yeah. The other guy I kind of want to talk about, Scotty Miller. Did you know about him before the season? Because I no. didn't. Yeah. I knew that he was going to be Edelman. That's me with the, the air quotes. Edelman. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. 33 receptions for 500 yards. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Tom Brady always finds a smaller, undersized receiver that he likes every year. Yeah. You're right. And it's crazy because I bring up the Edelman comparison but they're not the same size 
they're not they do two different things like scotty miller is like a big like outside wide receiver yeah but he's like un- that is true because he's like not like muscly like the squirrel yeah. that <laughs> julian edelman is is that yeah. it are yeah. all those all the players okay so we got players that underperformed i only got one guy on here maybe this might be controversial because you just mentioned him about how good he was on that defense shaq barrett uh i know i hyped him up a lot when we talk in these episodes but he was definitely impactful but he did not live up to the hype of his 19.5 sack season from last year Fair. like he had key sacks in the playoffs and just last sunday he had key sacks on uh pat mahomes too but Overall, I think we expected more out of him in the regular season. I agree with you on that. Now, the players that I had that underperformed, I originally had Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, but I want to add an honorable mention to two-time Super Bowl-winning player, LeSean McCoy. McCoy. <laughs> the man played the same amount of snaps in the Super Bowl as we did combined. Zero. Who got a ring? He got two. Very true. Because he he played zero last year. Yeah. Yeah. I. He knows how to do it, man. We should ask him how how we can get a contract. I agree with you on that. But going back to Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, both were not necessarily bad. But the reason they're on my list is because no one stood out to be that clear number one moving forward. That is true. Ronald Jones either knew the playbook or knew how to hold the football. Never both at the same time. The man either fumbled or he didn't know where to be, which is really rough. Now, Leonard Fournette, if he's not out here trying to run people over, the only time he comes to life is playoff Lenny. I agree with you. Most of the damage that playoff Lenny did was in the playoffs where he got 448 total yards and four TDs. During the season, just really wasn't there. Ronald Jones, though, he I think he put up like 900 yards. He put up like quite the amount of yards. It's just he's not – I don't know if he's like that clear-cut number one going forward. Exactly. exactly. In terms of notable injuries, I had Vita Vea Same. and a player that they brought up in the Super Bowl who I didn't really forget, but they always hyped it up, was O.J. Howard. Oh, I forgot about him. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> you know rob gronkowski kind of took the spotlight there mm-hmm. i mean even cameron Brake kind of stepped up just just a tad bit he, he had a cameron break season this is to this uh, on a side note do you know vita vea's name is like not vita vea it's like a longer than vita vea yeah i remember in the draft they always made him say his full name oh like, it god so it, it's so long like i have it here like i, I it's like seven words and it's like at least 50 characters yeah you don't have to try it's okay yeah yeah i, I kind of wanted to but it's okay I'll, I'll save the embarrassment the podcast would be over anyways anyways yeah. looking ahead position <laughs> of need i have halfback linebacker uh for me just resign your players they have like moving on we're gonna like in five seconds we're gonna talk about players that are leaving and this list goes on and on so i think they should just resign him and keep the team together. Do you think they can re-sign everyone, though? I don't know if they can re-sign everyone, but Mike Evans did say he was willing to take a pay cut to keep the team together, but I don't know how, if how much he's willing to, to 
to give up. Like, you're going to give up, like, what, four million year salary for who? Who who would take a four million salary? Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Rob Gronkowski? Maybe, maybe, maybe Gronk. A Domkins, Antonio Brown. You think any of them will take a four year, four mil contract? I just believe that if Mike Evans is willing to take a pay cut, someone else in that building, Brady, might be down to take a pay cut. I don't know if he's down, but I think he should because this team has shown that they can do it. And they've like said it time and time again that this team is not selfish. Their players are like, you know, they don't care. So the ultimate test to see if you care or not is that salary. <laughs> because especially for a guy like Brady, like he's not living paycheck to paycheck. He's making 25 mil a year on the bucks. So I, that, that's some money that can be given up to other players. That's true. Hopefully he's not selfish, but you, you also have to understand his point of view. He's looking at the front office right now and he's saying, I deserve my money. Because I, I won you the Super Bowl. That is true. But if he wants an eighth ring, he, something has to change. <laughs> that is very true. But players that they should pick up outside of the ones that they should resign, I have Von Miller or Matt Judon. And or Leonard Floyd to replace Barrett. Because I think Shaquille Barrett's going to walk, given his last two seasons. I think so, too. I think he's going to be a little expensive for them to sign. I mean, Rob Gronkowski is going to be gone, too. Yeah, I think he would sign for a cheaper deal, though. Uh, maybe maybe he'll take the four mil that Mike Evans yeah. might, might might give up. I agree with you. But another playmaker that I kind of thought about, because I know that they need help with a running back, maybe Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is a, a sneaky one. Yeah, if they have just if they to have replace the Ronald Jones, <laughs> oh, you know, right? The Jones brothers. But I think another guy is any receiver that's like a cheaper option for Chris Godwin because I don't think they can bring back Chris Godwin. Corey Davis, Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton. I don't know, just just somebody, somebody Someone. to replace Chris Godwin. I agree with you. Um, one place they can look for is in the draft, though. I mean, they do pick 32nd, but the fact that you bring up wide receiver, they can honestly, I don't have this on my notes. So I'm, this is like a going off on limb. This wide receiver class is really deep. Mm-hmm. After the big three, I feel like the next like five or six kind of like mesh well together and you can't go wrong with any of them, but they're still first round talents potentially falling into the second round and they can grab one here. I think wide receivers are a risky game in the draft because what you just said were similar comparisons or similar things that people have said last year with CD lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and the guy that came out on top was Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a little risky picking wide receivers. I feel nowadays. That's true. But I mean, like at least 80% of them, Hey, I mean, I'm sorry that your personal experience with Henry Ruggs Uh, didn't pan out. But I mean, Dude, this like we, whole, that, that was like the fourth jab at the Raiders today, man. I mean, we waited and we got Brandon Ayuk and he was okay. I mean, at least we can get Jalen Rager. Like, I, uh, I totally understand. Jalen Rager. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for deflecting attention away from Henry Ruggs. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, who so, else would I want to draft a number one wide receiver, the first wide receiver off the draft board? But, okay. Yeah. So who should they pick? Back to the Bucks. Who, who do they pick at 32? 
I assume some wide receiver. I had them working on the line because I'm very convinced that Shaquille Barrett is not coming back. I have someone by the name of Jason Owe. Jason Owe. Yeah, three four outside linebacker, raw potential. He is too relentless though, which I agree. But he is young, a little bit unexperienced. He needs some polish, but he has a good linebacking core that can help train him. Again, you still have Devin White there. I don't know if they're going to keep Levante David, but he could also replace Levante David or learn from Levante David. I see. But yeah, if he's there at 32, I think you get him. Yeah, I agree. I had a pass rusher. I just put a different one because I saw this one was available at 32. He goes by the name of Aziz Ojulari. 8.5 sacks out of uh, Georgia. And we saw what a dominant pass rush can do. They wrecked Patrick Mahomes. So if Shaq Barrett's gone, you definitely cannot overlook him and you need to replace him. Help Brady out again. So will this team make the playoffs? Or I mean, maybe win the Super Bowl even. I think that they will. And I think they will win the division. But who knows if they'll run it back all the way. Yeah, they'll definitely make the playoffs. But yeah, running it back, we don't know. One question I had for you, which I asked you last episode. How do you think this division is going to stack? So who do you have at the top? So we're going to go one, two, three, and four. I think it's going to be, I got the Bucks at the top. You agree with that? Yes. Uh, Saints at number two. Oh, you you don't have the Saints at number two. Um, I, I, I think Alvin Kamara. Four. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Look at what happened to them. <laughs> but Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so who, who do you have at two? I think it's going to be a tie between the Saints and... Man, it just depends how the draft goes. I think it's going to be a tie between the Saints and the Panthers, but the Falcons will be one game behind them. I don't think this division is going to be relatively close. Okay, so Falcons last place. We can agree on that then. Yeah. It's just the order of the Panthers and the Saints. I think that's a safe call. It just depends on who's the quarterback at each team or for each team. Exactly. Like I think this is a runaway for Tampa Bay, but I don't think that they're going to be like the best team, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I got you. Yeah. And I think that wraps up the NFC South, right? Is that yeah. any last thoughts? Nope, I'm good. Yeah, so to everyone that made it this far, thank you for listening, and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys next Friday when we talk about the AFC East now. We're going to break down these teams and what the Pats should do at quarterback, whether or not we'll see Jimmy Jimmy G reunion. And that's the T. That's the T. Take care, y'all. Peace.